Welcome to the Tents and Tires podcast. This is the first ever podcast we're doing. We're uh, going to be talking about camping stuff, off-roading stuff. We're going to glamping stuff. We're going to be interviewing people every episode. Uh, this week we have some good friends of mine, the Staples and Tents. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, you guys. I'm Sonia Staples, the best part of Staples and Tents. Free <laughs> <laughs> Travis. I'm Nakota, and uh, I'm the pack mule. That's really my job. That's all I do. <laughs> all the stuff we got one tree troopers we'll, hopefully we'll have some more of those Those that, that's my favorite part of their YouTube channel <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have have a little more of that uh, why don't you guys uh, just kind of tell everybody what, what you guys are doing um, what what's your who you are so Nakota and I um, our focus is glamping and off-roading and we got into this Probably what about two and a half years ago yep. at this point, and we really did it um, as something new and unique to try. <clears throat> neither one of us were in our in the camping. Neither our fr- none of our friends camped, but. Um, I asked Nakota to go with me. He said yes. And this has really been something that has been like really strong and powerful to our relationship to help us grow as a couple. And I attribute it to saving our couple. So now our mission is to help educate people, specifically people of color, about camping and outdoors and just encourage them to get out and really diversify the outdoors. Yeah, we um we were really we were really struggling in our marriage when we first got started, Dave. And uh, she asked me to go out on this crazy um, trip. We were going to see some friends and we used it as like this alternative um, arrangement for hanging out at uh, my friend's um, property. And it was a horrible night. The first night was terrible. It was raining. We were driving my BMW and um, we had borrowed a tent, one of her friend's tents. And it was like, yeah, this is not working. My carding got stuck in the mud. I just wanted to go home and check back into a hotel because that's who I was. But I came along and I saved the day. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> that sounds like a really horrible first experience. It and it's not very encouraging, but <laughs> but it's the truth. One of the things about being outdoors, camping, doing anything, anything different is that you really do have to accept the situation for what it is and choose to live in the moment. Yeah. Um, as with anything with life, your relationships, you know, adventure, you have to commit to it and make a conscious choice to enjoy yourself. You know, if you focus on everything that's going bad, then you can absolutely have a bad time. But if you look at, say, the rain outside and say, it's just a fact of something that I have to deal with, you can mentally overcome that and truly enjoy yourself. Well, if you live in Georgia, you better get used to the rain. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's a good fact of life. Because <laughs> it rains in Georgia. It rains. Uh, all the time. All the time. Like it is right this minute. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, it's probably raining right this minute because <laughs> it's Georgia. Uh, we didn't talk about the most important member of Staples and Tents, Frank. 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 Frank, the we, we, Frank didn't, the we didn't introduce Frank. <laughs> Let's talk about Frank. So, Frank, um, long story short, man, we... Bart Frank. Can I say something real quick? Sure, go ahead. So the reason that we had to get Frank is because of this very first camping trip when (laughs) Nakota took his BMW out. (laughs) I had a sports car. My car was 
too small, two-seater sports car. And Dakota had a larger car. And that's what we use camping. He's like, I'm not taking my car out in the woods, getting stuck in the mud ever again. So I didn't think we were serious about camping at the time. So I'm like, oh, pump the brakes. So we rented a couple vehicles. And during this process. She's being way too kind. That's not what happened. (laughs) When we left from that first weekend, I was hooked. And I love being outdoors. I reconnected with my youth. Um, the campfires, all of that stuff just drew me in. And I told Sonya, I was like, look, I want to do this all the time. And I was like, but we can't use my car. And she was like completely unconvinced that this was going to be something permanent. So she was like, I tell you what, we'll rent some cars and see how this whole thing goes. And if it works out, then fine, you know, we'll move on with it kind of thing. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I immediately started doing homework, trying to find some type of suitable camping vehicle. And eventually, um, the stars aligned and we found Frank. This guy was using his uh, duck hunting truck. So, in case you guys don't know, Frank is a 97 FZJ 80 Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an important part. So, anyway, we found this guy and he was selling it. He didn't want to sell it. And you would have thought we were doing a drug deal with him <laughs> when that whole thing went down. But he sold it to us. Um, and two weeks later, we wrecked it, uh, drowned it in the mud. And that was the beginning of Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank, Frank the Tank. And the reason Frank got its name is because we were like, man, this thing is a tank. All the videos that we watched about the, the FZJ80. And... Um, <laughs> All the videos we watched about it and um, the original intent of the truck was to do off-roading, specifically in Australia and in Africa, and to be able to do like roadside repairs if you're out in the field. Yeah. And once we put it out there and drowned it in the mud and it still ran after that, we were like, yeah, this thing is a tank. So we started calling it Frank the Tank. Yeah, after our beloved movie, Old School. (laughs) Frank the Tank. Frank Frank the Tank. tank. (laughs) (laughs) Quality movie. High quality movie. It is. So, and I I looked at FJs before I bought, or uh, Land Cruisers, before I bought uh, mine. And man, they're they're hard hard to come by a good one. Mm. And, And they're expensive. People yeah. want a lot of money. They're really proud of those. So yeah, yeah we got we got lucky. You, you can we get got yeah. really that, fortunate. That, that's good because people want like ten thousand for someone with three hundred thousand yeah. miles. I'm like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> yeah. The guy that sold us ours, he didn't want to sell it. You know, he so, so we shook on it. We, we had on a it. deal oh. on Monday. It was like we're gonna buy it uh, for this price. And come Wednesday, I was coming back on Friday to pick it up. He was like, yeah. My wife said I didn't have to sell it, you know, <laughs> so I don't really want to. So I had to give him the original price that he had listed for it oh, to wow. even get the truck. But, yeah, it was a steal to get it. Uh, when we took it into ACC, um, what is that? Um, oh, man, Atlanta Cruiser. Oh, she would be so mad that I forgot the name of the company. <laughs> we had to, we had to, we is that the one you did the video on? Uh, yeah, you, you we were there. To, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. So we um, took it to ACC to have them take a look at the truck, and they were like, "Man, this thing is in remarkable condition. You guys got a really good vehicle." So at that point, we um, really started learning a lot more about the uh, Land Cruiser Colt, 
Yeah. That's what I was about the cult of what is the Land Cruiser. Yeah. Is that the uh do you guys is yours triple locked or uh, yeah. so you got the, the the one to get. Yeah, we we got well the, the one to get is the diesel triple lock. Well of course. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, but uh Frank is um yeah, it's triple locked. Uh we've done a few light mods to it. Um the OME suspension setup was the biggest thing. We went to ARB front bumper, um a Warren uh, synthetic uh, Warren winch with a synthetic synthetic rope. Um, we did a custom made um, bumper on the rear using uh, two swing outs from a Jeep, um, the JK series, and uh, Rocky Ridge sliders. So we've been really happy with all of that. Oh, and then the, the uh, front runner roof rack. Yep, front runner roof rack, uh, <clears throat> slimline too. And that, it, those mods have been really good. Um, as far as being able to take the truck even further uh, and explore what its capabilities are. Radic, um, which is his Land Cruiser, uh, Wizard, Whisperer kind of guy, uh, helped do a lot of the um, uh, the triple locking. And then this other guy named Mashak um, did all of the body work, all of the armor that we put on it. Uh, he's a tremendous guy, excellent uh, uh, Land Cruiser dude. And you guys have been through a couple different variations. We'll talk a little bit about the rooftop tent to not rooftop tent <laughs> in a little bit. But you guys have kind of worked your way through gear as as you're learning what you're doing and what you what you actually need and what works for you. Which every you know we all do that on the journey that you know through this camping off roading overlanding thing. We all kind of figure out what works for us. But you really do that with almost anything you do. You kind of buy stuff and see if it works and yeah, and then change. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's one of the things with Nakota and I and what we try to do with our YouTube channel. <clears throat> because everything is a learning process and you grow literally every single trip, we try our best to show all the mishaps and that everything's not perfect. Whereas when you look at some other channels, it makes it look like everything goes perfect all the time and your truck never breaks down and you never get water inside your tent. But we not only um, show the successes, we show some failures as well and how we get through those things. Yeah. I, I think every trip we go out, there's something that goes wrong. We forget stuff, stuff breaks and a lot of the gear I'm really hard on stuff. Right. And we want gear that's resilient. Um, so we we take our time to do a little bit of the homework, and then we take it out there. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we what we've decided is we want to share that with all of the people out there that are looking to expand upon their camping setup or their glamping setup, um, whatever it might be, to help them know, hey, I know this guy is super-duper hard, and if they come back and say that it's okay – uh, then it must be because they, we go out. I'm not. I'm not going to show it any mercy. I can tell you. That. Right. Yeah. Well, and we Kelly and I have learned that through our journey of camping, which leads us to how we live in trailers. You know, we're, yeah. we're camping in trailers. I won't camp on the ground. Hmm. We have a bad, you know, knit you know, knack of every time we go camping, it rains every single time. Last time we almost had a tree fall on us. I mean, it, every time we have bad luck. We've tried hammock camping, tent camping. It's not our thing. So that's how we ended up with rooftop tents and trailers and all that stuff because, you know, it's always something when we're camping on the ground. So, yeah. but it, it, that, and that works for a lot of people. It just doesn't work for us. So, yeah. you know, we've been on our own journey that same way where it's, 
we don't want to do this anymore because we're tired of getting wet, you know, every time it rains <laughs> right. because it rains every time. Right. So, uh, but you know, that's why we're now in the, uh, in the trailer life in the rooftop tent, but it's, it's much for me. I, I don't like sleeping on the ground. So, you know, it's, I know you guys went to rooftop tents and then you came back out of rooftop tents. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that was, how that decision was made? So we tried the rooftop tent and really enjoyed the rooftop tent. Nothing against it. Lies. <laughs> well, if you mount it the correct way. So, <laughs> so, so we got we got the tent. We got the tent mounted the correct way finally before before we headed on our trip out to Overland West. But the problem was we were doing a lot of off-roading mm-hmm. that trip. And the thing about a rooftop tent is you can't create like a base camp every right. single time yep. you move your vehicle you have to pack up your tent correct you know so that's one of the reasons um that we decided against it plus i'm only five feet tall and i'm no help with putting it up so it was nakota putting it up by, by himself and with the um the slight lift on frank and then the rooftop tent it was really tall that yeah exactly yeah I, even on my trooper i have the same issue because i built the, the roof you know there's six inches between the roof and the bottom of my rooftop tent mm. and even for you know my my vehicle's not even lifted but it's tall enough where it's it's kind of a pain it's but, tough. you know so I, I i understand that plus i i really that's another you know why people are going to trailers is yeah. creating the base camp thing yeah where you can leave that and then come back so mm-hmm. you guys are now in the we are in a Gazelle T4 Plus. Well, we go back and forth between that and the REI um, Kingdom, Kingdom 6. 6, which is the very first tent that we purchased. So we still like both of those. Um, they're fairly large tents to give us good space. But the Gazelle tent specifically, it has what I like to call our sleeping, our bedroom. Right. And then we have a living room area where we can let the all the windows down and create like a um, gazebo type living space. Well, and with that easy setup, I mean, Oh yeah. You, know, you can put it up in less than two minutes. You know, it, by the way, they have some videos on how easy it is to set up in real time and it's, it's really quick. So, you know, that, that whole pop-up thing is, is yeah. super cool, which is the worst part about, you know, camping is setting up the tent, exactly. taking it back down the tent. So if you can do it really fast and efficient, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that, like you said, that's one of the hardest parts about tent camping. And I would highly recommend any of the Gazelle products just because of their ease of use. And if you're really interested, check out our website, staplesandtents.com. I, I was I was them. about to get there. So how, you know, how, how shameless the, plug. <laughs> is there is there a, a story to the, how the journey where you guys are now retailers for them? I mean, did you guys like reach out to them or um, how? So last year, um, 2017 at Overland East, one of our good friends, Izzy, he purchased this tent at Overland East and we were looking at his and fell in love with it. So we went and talked to the vendor. Um, They didn't have any more of the T4 Plus, but we exchanged contact information. And that night, um, the vendor, he actually looked at some of our YouTube videos and really liked what we were doing. So... He came and found us the next day and we worked out a deal where we got um, one of the tents and I mean, we just yeah. loved it. You know, we were made videos before about the um, gazelle tents before we any worked out any type of partnership with them. But um, like we said, it's a great setup. Um, they're really sturdy and durable 
and we're about promoting anything that makes um, camping and glamping easier. Right. Yeah. That you know that's a a big thing with one you know getting new people in is making it easy mm-hmm. yeah. or easier because it's always going to be difficult. Um, I at my work we always have a saying: we're not trying to think make things not suck, we're just trying to make them suck less. <laughs> so that's kind of you know because right. it's you know at some point there's going to be some sort of snafu right there's always something so if you can minimize that that's a great bridge into getting people who are not into it into it um so that's why i really like those gazelle tents because that just it's i mean uh, uh, they're just awesome um speaking of the overland uh west specifically um you guys had an interesting trip out to overland west this year interesting is an understatement (laughs) right so yeah that whole thing started obviously with the rooftop tent being put on incorrectly Uh, even though the better half of staples and tents told them how to set it up but i wasn't there so (laughs) this one here (laughs) this one here so any of that um yeah we we spent all night i had to call up some friends to help arrange the rearrange the tent on the um, roof and get that squared away and in then, the rain, by the way. Yeah, and in the following morning we got up and we took off. And what we didn't know at that time was that the um, alternator had already gone bad, and it took us 400 miles before we realized it. Um, and from that moment on, it was one thing after the uh, the other: um, the uh, thermostat, the uh, Oil. We ran out of oil. We had a series of unfortunate events that, you know, really was um, tested our resiliency. And in the end, what we learned from the whole experience of getting out there was that um, you have to continuously, if it's something that you want to do, that whole um, adage of um, Overland West or bust is true. You know, you just have to commit yourself and stay true to it. And the whole camping thing is along those lines. Yeah, we were in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we stopped there for the night because we saw a Toyota dealership. And we're like, we're taking a car to the Toyota dealership because we need to figure out what's wrong with it. And that's when we had the thermostat changed. But, you know, we're trying to waste time. We went and got pedicures we went to walmart we went to costco we went everywhere but um when we were walking into walmart we saw a guy he had a shirt it said take risk bounce back and move forward. move forward and that became our motto for the entire trip is that you know in life you you continuously have to take risk but in doing that mishaps will occur so you bounce back from it and you move forward and live to have another adventure absolutely yeah that's a you know that's a great message especially you know you probably felt pretty helpless sitting there in the middle of nowhere at a toyota dealership i saw you think about trading it in i saw it i I saw it that land cruiser's got my name on it So, you know, it's a good message to, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward and probably felt like you were never going to get there. And in the end, you got there. You guys had a great time, a a great time. But and now you have a story. You know, if everybody just drove somewhere and then came back, it would be, you know, it would not be a a great story. But, you know, now you have at least that's part of getting out there and overlanding and camping is having a story to tell. Yeah. Otherwise, 
what you know it's not worth doing the adventure is the journey right know? that's that's really what it is um getting the destination is so not what we are about when we go somewhere right uh, we fully expect things to go wrong and that's okay we don't want them to go wrong we're, we're making for this the stuff best. sound miserable <laughs> goes wrong. you have so many mistakes right mistakes are always going to be made but it makes for good stories um in those events when it does happen but truthfully um the journey um is everything for us uh we we have bought into the concept or bought into the reality we, that we are adventure travel people and we love it you know and as many people as we can encourage to come out um we really try to spend a lot of time within the african-american community actually just the brown people community right. uh, minorities whatever you want to call it um encouraging them uh to Check out the videos so that you can see what it looks like that, you know, we're out here. We're having fun. We're just regular everyday people. Um, and we meet really good people every time we're out. Um, I mean, hell, y'all can tell the story how y'all met. I mean, that how cool is that? <laughs> please, please do. So, Nakota and I, um, we were planning for his birthday trip, which was one of our first real camping trips before we even created Staples and Tents. I was in Walmart getting toilet bags for our camping toilet and ran into to Dave. He said, oh, so you like camping? I was like, yeah, we're getting into it. And he was like, well, check out my Instagram. We exchanged Instagram, Instagrams and we have been like in contact ever since. And Dave, I want to thank you because you have been literally our biggest supporter and biggest encourager. And I just really appreciate it. No problem. I mean, I, you know, I really want, um, like, to build up as many of the, you know, the small, you know, because Georgia is not the overland, off-road, you know, right, right. world like it exactly. is out west. So, the you know, the more people we can get that are into that stuff, it, the bigger this, you know, the bigger, the, it's we better for run. everyone. You yeah. know, yeah. the bigger the community can be, the better it is. Um, plus... I just like you guys, so. <laughs> like you too. <laughs> well, and that's kind of the reason we're doing the Tents and Tires events, you know, to build up the community, mm-hmm. you know, just have people come out and hang out or whatever, and that can really, you know, help build up the community here in Georgia and the Southeast, uh, just the overlanding, camping, whatever, you know, they, they, they cross paths so much. So the, much. The off-road and the camping and the glamping, it's, mm-hmm. it's all the same stuff. Yeah. It's just called different things depending on who you're talking to. And, and really building it up, um, well, it helps everybody. And, you know, as we're all trying to build small businesses or, or even side hustles, whatever, based on this, the more people we can get in, the more sense of community we can create you know, the better it is for, for all of us. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are around and, you know, I, I, that's why, you know, I, we, I recently had, you know, Corey, Corey Webb travels, by the way, shout yep. out. Yeah. You know, he, he took one of our tents to Overland East, which we'll also talk about in a minute that, that whole fun thing. Oh, wow. Um, but you know, he's trying to do very similar stuff. You know, I, I like what he's doing, you know, trying to get, everyone involved and you know he's a super novice and probably how you guys were two years ago or whatever and 
more people are just, you know, finding it, discovering it mm-hmm. and wanting to do it. Um, so it's really, I'm really happy to be a part of the growing uh, overland off-road glamping, camping, whatever you want to call it, community here in Georgia. Get it, just getting outside. Yeah, however you want to do get it. Get outside and get it. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. The, the tree troopers. <laughs> tree troopers. Right. I, that's like, you should hashtag that on everything because that's, that's like the best thing ever. You, tree troopers. Tree troopers. Hashtag tree troopers. So, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so let's talk about uh, the you know, awesome time that Overland East was. <laughs> or maybe the awesome time that or, it wasn't. Or that it wasn't. Whatever, well, whatever that this. is. We had a great time. Um, we went out to Overland East, and of course it was raining. Um, what, what else can you do, right? That's, it rains all the time. It yeah. rains all the time. It's not a big deal. And um, we get out to where we're going to do. We decided this time we wanted to try a new concept called Hip Camp, which is private camping on people's property and stuff. And uh, the individual opened up their farm um, to us. And, I mean, he told us that the tr- it was a treacherous path to get to where the campsite was going to be. But it was alongside of a river outside of Hendersonville, uh, North Carolina. And sure enough, I mean, it was mud. It was just real. You mud. needed four wheel drive to get to the campsite. Yeah. Or you could take the sissy way around. Right, right, right. <laughs> For those who didn't have right. four wheel drive. But, you know, we got out there, we got the tent set up, we did all of that stuff. And, you know, we're going to make our way out to Overland East. And it was, it, I think they were overwhelmed with the size of the property, where the property was located, and then the rain. And then all of the people out there with their seriously capable, and as Izzy told us, Izzy Sanchez, um, a great overlander out of North Carolina, um, who also just wrote a book um, that's worth people putting in their collection. Um, it's, it's a really good book. Um, any event, people were out there getting stuck. And, you know, you got a little ego. You think you got this four-wheel drive and you want to get over it. No, it just made all of the conditions horrendous for everybody else. So the whole weekend ended up being a bit of a disaster as far as overland East and being out there with the vendors and seeing all of the, you know, cool overland stuff. But um, for us, we ended up meeting other cool people, um, Japan Direct Motors, their group that's out of uh, Irmo, South Carolina. They have um, right-hand drive Toyotas. Yeah, I saw those. Those are super cool. Oh, my God, So So cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So we met up with those guys, man, and had a ball. And we did some off-road trails, and I mean, we we didn't have any problems with overlanding. Yeah, so this was one of those <laughs> times where you're given something, you have a certain um, expectation, and the plan changes. It was muddy, it was cold, and it was rainy, like right four inch mud. That's what we were given, and we had to take the situation and make it something else. So you know, we couldn't get into Overland East because. The shuttle line was too long and it was just ridiculous. But we decided to take that opportunity and meet up with the people that we just met and go off-roading. So, yeah. And we also used it as a, it was a really good opportunity to connect with some other minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their first time camping. You know, they had um, seen a lot of our YouTube videos right. and um, um, somehow or another found out where we were at. And we got a chance to kick it with them, talk to them about the whole off-roading, clamp, camping, glamping kind of thing. Um, and that, that was really dear for us um, to be able to do that because we really do recognize that um, there are a, 
a lot of um, bad emotions or um, people are scared about um, the whole outdoors thing. And we want to show every time we do a video that, nope, it's pretty cool, actually. No need to fear any of this stuff. Um, dark bugs. You just got to count animals. Them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot the main one that you guys talk about fairly often. Go in number two. In the oh, world. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <what? laughs> That's a deal breaker for most black women. That's a deal breaker for all women. For most women. For yeah, most women. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to get your woman, your significant other out in the woods, create a solution to make sure she can use the bathroom without having to squat right. and wipe with a leaf. Right. We, we got a video on that one. Y'all should check that one out. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that that's an interesting thing. But how, how hard of a, you know, in all seriousness, how hard of a mental thing was that to get over because it it's a huge barrier for people like you know people don't want to go take a dump in the woods you know and, and that yeah. that's it's actually a you know not that we can talk we should talk about this all day but you know i mean it's it's a serious barrier so you know mentally how did how was that how difficult was that to get over so i was extremely lucky the very first time we went camping it was just like a one or two day thing and I just held it the whole time, <laughs> honestly. It's fair. It's fair. And this was years ago. This was, you know, 15 plus years ago. But more recently, my best friend, I talk about her all the time in my video. She's Glamp Queen on Instagram. Oh, yeah. But um, she was into camping and she had already worked through the toilet solution. So I was able to piggyback on what she had already done, which again is one of the reasons why we create the videos is so that people, they can look at, look at what we do and say, okay, here's a solution for cooking. Here's a solution for bathroom. So that was a really easy hurdle for us to get over because we already knew the solution that we wanted to use. Right. And she's, uh, she's pretty awesome. She is, uh, she lives better than I do in this house. Well, you know, that, that's, that's, <laughs> She she's got some next level stuff there, bro. When you go in her camp, you go in her tent. I'm telling you, man, it's like immediately calming. It's like oh, relaxation. She burns like <laughs> incense and stuff in her. Yeah, camp. she does. Like, that's, that's next level. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, when we went, and she's out, camping right now. Is she? She is. Yeah. She's camping at um, Red Top Mountain. She's doing it for five okay. days by herself. So, I mean, she, she's legit. She's hardcore. But she's not, you know, struggling at all. No. <laughs> right, yeah. I she, mean, she cooked a steak last night. She's yeah, eating good, yeah. sleeping good. But, you know, I mean, that, that, that's part of it. I mean, I, I, I don't take anything away from having everything at home because at least you're out doing something different. You know, I, we camp out of a trailer. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's still, there are still the challenges. I mean, just because you have rugs inside your tent doesn't mean you're not going to have any challenges. There's still things that you can't do or things that go wrong, whatever. So it's, you know, it, when, when there's a lot of people in the uh, camping world that, you know, kind of shun the glamping thing because they think it's ridiculous. And to some people it is, but, you know, if it gets more people to go out, go out and not do the same thing, then... Who cares? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, you know, we look at camping and it's like, this is what we want people to know. Go outside and be comfortable. You don't have to go outside and be miserable. You don't have to eat out of a can. You too can enjoy steak and lobster while you're out in the woods. You just got to account for it. You got to plan for it, right. you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, we, but we get that some people 
their intent on being outside or their forest bathing um, is to shed as much of the everyday ho-hum as possible. And for us, we're doing very similar things, but we're like, well, we're out here. Let's enjoy this moment. And if I'm going to cook dinner for you um, and I want it to be romantic, okay, well, if we was at home, I wouldn't be cooking you beans out of a can. I'd be trying to find something really nice to cook for you. So let me do that while we're out here. So we get a chance to grow closer while we're out there. Yeah. Well, and sleeping comfortable doesn't reduce the amount of fellowship you can have with people, you know. Just because you're sleeping, it's not like, I mean, some people do do it. We actually went camping one time and someone had a big TV that I had to go tell them to turn down. That That's a different thing. Yeah. That's yeah. something different. Yeah. You know, just because you have a nice bed or a heater or whatever, doesn't mean you can't sit around the campfire and, you know, yeah. you know exactly talk and, you know. Exactly. Have these campfire conversations. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, the campfire, that was the first TV. That's the first you know? Right, absolutely. <laughs> you sit yeah, there sure. and watch it and really enjoy yeah. it. But, you know, in terms of getting outside, I think what's important is that you find what makes you comfortable. Everyone, right. some people are okay hammock camping, you know, sleeping in a small one-person tent on the ground. That's not our thing. But if whatever it takes for you to be comfortable and go outside and enjoy yourself, yeah. do it. There's a re- I don't know if you've seen it, Dave. There's a really funny um, YouTube video, Camping versus Glamping. Oh man, that's hilarious! Oh, and yes, I need to, I need to see that. It's, oh, and they do it they do it rap style. So oh. look up camping versus I mean, glamping. <laughs> that dude is. I wish. Oh, yeah, we got to find that guy's name. He yeah, it's hilarious. it's hilarious. But there's a minimalist camper, and then there's the glamper, and they go back and forth about what's what. And the pros and cons. The pros and yeah. cons, and neither one of them are right. But at the end of the rap, an RV pulls up. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at both of them like, <laughs> what's up, neighbors? <laughs> well, and, and really, you can take any overlander and you could interchange the word glamper with them regardless of whether they, they like that. But, I mean, they have all the cool stuff, too. They just do it in a rooftop tent or, a, you know, a trailer or whatever, yeah. however exactly. they do it. So it's really the same thing that people, you know, that's, I guess the labels is what, that that's the problem with the off-road camping, glamping, overland. It's all the same, yeah. but people want to be, I'm this or yeah. this or this. Yeah. So just kind of everything is where we're, you know, trying to get there. I could tell you from going out to overland west and east, we have realized, honestly, we're probably just more campers. <laughs> because Cause we've seen some exotic. It's extra. It's so extra. Man, we looking, we're looking at tra- uh, the turtleback trailers. Oh, yeah. Those guys were nuts. Oh, Their yeah. setups, they were glamping. I was like, babe, we camping for real. Well, and they've got those, you know, you know, quarter million dollar, you know, four by four, yeah. four Earth six Romans. by six, earth borrowers. Oh, and that was the funny thing at Overland East with all the mud. Right. The $600,000 earth roam yep. having to get pulled out by a tra- uh, um, tractor. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, you know, they, you know they, they're not really set up for that. They're, they're set up for it. Glamping, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. they can sure they could do some things that a regular, you know, four yeah. by four might not be able to do. Maybe not, but you know, they're they're designed to go over here where it's pretty and just set up and 
feel like they're at home. I have no idea where those earth rumors are designed to go, but I want one. But, yeah, I, mean, we can, I want to figure out. We can talk junk, but I'll take one. Exactly. Earth rumors listening, right. you know, just just shout out, right? Exactly. Staplesintense.com. Expedition Georgia, we'll share. <laughs> we'll rotate. That's right. You take it this weekend. I'll take it this weekend. Because I mean, it's that's cool to me. You know, we. I would love to to have that, and that would create. That's another w- way you can get more people into it. Now, the Overland community can be kind of uh, howdy toddy. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> you know. So that that also creates another another barrier. You get these dudes who have fifty thousand dollars in a fifty thousand dollar forerunner, and they think they're you know doing it, and they kind of look at dudes. Even you know, I mean. That's the that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's not about whether you have two wheel drive, four wheel drive, you know, two wheels. You drive a van. You drive. The, it's all the same. Yeah, get it out there. All the same. You know, it, it's it's not. They they put such a, a, a you know focus on. I've got. You can only do this in this. Exactly. When and, it's not true. Right. Like we have a Land Cruiser and we love our Land Cruiser. We tell anybody to buy a Land Cruiser. But we have friends with Jeeps mm-hmm. and we joke each other. They joke us just as much as we joke them. As, and the as Range Rover that's looking at you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we have a friend that has two wheel drive, but he gets out there. Yeah. He does way more than people you know, that stay at home on the weekends do. With a four-wheel drive. Exactly. Yeah. They have what we call um, garage queens. Right. They yeah. have these beautiful four-wheel drive trucks, and they stay at home. They never drive them. Yeah. Well, because, you know, when you spend $50,000 on a car to look cool, then you uh, yeah, you don't want to scratch it. You don't want to, you know, beat no. on it. And that, I mean, that that's... That ain't mud deep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of our boys, man. He brought... He, he, we, he had a Jeep. Um, after we got Frank the Tank. With the JK? Yeah, he had a JK. And I was trying to get him out there, trying to get him out there. And could not get him out there for anything. And all of a sudden, we go out. We meet him up at a brewery. And Jonathan pulls up in a brand new Jeep Rubicon. He says, I'm ready now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And we, I'm looking at it like, dude, you don't have to take this brand new truck out into the woods. And he's like, uh-uh. I brought this. I bought this truck to do this. Right. And sure enough, every time we've gone out, man, you can't see through his windows because he's like thrown so much mud on It's insane. Yeah, yeah uh, he loves it. I mean, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. I remember the uh, video where the name Mud Deep came from. That was yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That is like the best best nickname ever. And I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's another way to get, you know, some people that might not be into it. You know, finding a way to relate to what they relate to yeah. and kind of, you know, put them together. So yeah. I, 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 that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Mud Deep came from, we have other friends. They're called a tribe called Camp. Like a tribe called Quest. Another awesome name. Yes. yes. And he was like, I need a cool rap name too. <laughs> what was, what was he, what were we going to call this tribe? We were going to call it something, uh, Julie or something like that. <laughs> we like, he was like, you're not going to call my Jeep. <laughs> you better name it before we name it. <laughs> yeah, Tribe Called Camp is like one of the greatest Instagram whatever names ever. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just cool. Yeah, so if you haven't already, check out A Tribe Called Camp on Instagram because they go on some wicked journeys. That's the, the group 
um, two brothers that we went out west with and had an amazing time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, those two guys, um, Ron and Rashad, are really good outdoorsmen. They're very good ambassadors of being out and connecting with any and everybody. Man, they are great uh, trail riders um, to be out with. And we love what we love about going out with Ron is that he's really good about doing all of the maps. So we call navigation. him the navigator, right? He's like all thing navigation, all things commu- uh, communications. And his brother uh, Rashad is a chef out of New York, and he um, recently he had a a, a, sh- a pilot show um, for being a chef. I mean, on what was it, Food Network? I think so. Yeah, but um, nevertheless, uh, he's a great chef. And so when you go out in the woods, if you got a chance to go out with someone who can really cook, it makes it an exceptional dining experience um, when you're out there. And I I love when we had the uh, trips out there with both of them. And I think this is a really um, good segue into why it's so important to go out and meet other people and really connect because everyone has their strengths. Right. You know, within Nakota and I, the staple intense, I'm the navigator. He's pack mule, right, you know, driver. <laughs> and driver. Right. He's, he's taller than me. He's stronger than me, but Only I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that one in there. That's fine. Right. <laughs> but you know, and when we go out with other people, everyone brings their strengths to the table. When we go out with Glamp Queen, she's the decorator and scene right. setter. When we go out with Ron of a tribe, she's also like the gear queen. Oh my gosh, is she? She calls us like every other day. Such and such has this on sale. Yeah. She's well, great. and from from some of the videos seen of her, she likes the dollar store too. She does. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like spending money, so she can. Everything with Teresa is, can I get it cheap? Right. You know, and that's and that's also our thing. We don't feel like anybody should have to buy, spend top dollar for gear. You can get used gear. Um, you can buy it on discount, take advantages of sales. Because, I mean, ultimately, you don't want to spend all of your money right. trying to buy gear. So And um, really, you don't have to. You know, you can get some stuff that, some, some stuff you have to spend money on. Yeah. But but not everything. You know, you can get some good stuff for a good price and it's, you know, it's fine. Um, but, you know, there's there's lower cost quality gear out there. Absolutely. Another bear, you know, if, if you can really relate that to other people, that's another barrier to entry. You know, I mean, when, te- when stuff looks like it costs a lot, then, yeah. you know, people are like, ah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do something else instead. Yeah. And that's feedback that we've gotten from some of our fa- friends who are, I use the term interested very loosely, mm-hmm. but are, who are interested, remotely, <laughs> remotely interested. Thought about it. And yeah. yeah, they've thought about it, but they look at where we are now and say, oh, I would have to spend so much money to get the gear. But we didn't start here. You know, get you a tent and you can go to Walmart. Our first tent was from Walmart, a Coleman tent. Oh, way back when. Yeah. Yeah. Get you an air mattress, some blankets, and start, you know. Absolutely. And some starter firewood. And a toilet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the best tent we've ever owned, and we we have bought the more expensive tents over the years, but we just kept going back to the, uh, was it the, whatever the Walmart brand is. Coleman? No, the Trail. Ozark Trail. Ozark Trail for like 20 bucks. I mean, especially if you don't do it all the time, it's basically disposable at that point. So, and they're actually, we've had them in windstorms and rainstorms and 
you know, we've had the more expensive tents and the those if, if you if you're not spending three hundred dollars, yeah. There's no point spending a hundred when you can spend twenty. Right. And it's basically disposable and they've worked they've worked well for us. So, you know, it it really creates a you know, it really makes that easier when you can go as much as I don't love Walmart, but you know, they it creates an easy way to do it and you don't need much to, to get started. We'll we'll tell anybody Walmart is a great resource if you're just starting out. Yeah. Because you're you're essentially doing starter kit kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can build a really good camping setup going to Walmart and figuring out what you want out of your 10 experience. You don't have to go and buy all of this other stuff until you start to figure out whether or not you're going to be serious with it. Right. And then at that point, you can start to entertain some more expensive tents and um, or setups, whatever that might be. But, I mean, we still got plenty of gear from Walmart. Yeah, and then another alternative is renting tents, you know, yeah. which is one of the things that I really love about what you do, Dave, is that you rent the trailer, you rent the rooftop tents, you rent ground tents. And that way, people, they can try these things. You don't have to make a real three, $400 investment on something that you may or may not like, like Corey, you know, he right. rented the rooftop yep. tent from you and it was great. So, yeah, well, he it, loved that thing too. He loved and that was, it. And that was what we told him. It was like, you know, before you commit to it, right. Try it because we made the bonehead mistake of buying a rooftop tent. Right. Instead of renting one from you, which right. is probably what we should have did to figure out whether or not it was going to fit within our lifestyle. Well, and, and that's kind of what our mission was from the get go. And I think that's why we, we relate pretty well because our mission was always to get people out there in, in the least, in the least complicated, you know, way, you know, as simple as possible. Cause if you make things simple, people will do it. And also a lot of people don't know if they want to do it. Like the trailer, for instance, People think they want to own one or I want to build one mm-hmm. until they start, you know, they rent until one. Until they start doing it. And they rent one. They're like, oh, wait, this is easy. I can give it back to you. But, you know, so that's why we kind of started what we're doing to, you know, help get a lot of people who would, you know, otherwise not have access to something like that as a way to segue them into, you know, getting stuff like Corey's going to go buy a tent because he rent our tent and, you know, decided that's what he, he, he liked it. So that he's going to go buy that, but that creates a, a way where he can get into that mm-hmm. without having to drop thousand dollars. You know, thousand dollars a cheap one. The one he rented was the thousand dollar one. Exactly. You know, and as you know, they're they're they go up. They go up to about <laughs> about five or six, depending on which model you get. So you know that that creates a, 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 a because what I, I definitely have found there's a huge market for used gear, especially rooftop tents, and they sell them for you know pennies on the dollar yeah because they bought they went and spent three thousand dollars and decided they didn't want it and now they're selling it for 15 or less exactly so it really you know it really and that it goes back to what you guys do with the the youtube videos and doing the reviews and stuff like that that way people can get you know eyes on it and make sure that it's something that they want without having to drop that money first because like i had never heard of the gazelle tent thing and if I were still a ground tent, I probably wouldn't get the, the big one. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's a great concept to, you know, pop it up, you know, and all that. So I would probably go that route and I would, you know, that that's something I wouldn't know about otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, that that's a real good, you know, what you guys are doing. It, it, the more you do that, the better the, the, the community grows and the you know, bigger it gets because mm. people people can see that and go, oh. That's cool. I wanted to do that, you know, and I, I know that that's easy and something I might may be interested in. So, you know, that I really that's really um, it's really cool. So yeah. thank you. What do you uh, 
what do you, what do you guys see for the future of Staples and Tents? What, what, what's we the mission? Are, we, the, the future mission. We are expanding the boundaries of what the camping experience can be. That's our mission is to show people, one, get you outside and exploring because the country is beautiful. Um, the people in the country, you know, we talk about how divided the country is right now. And I can tell you more often than not, and I mean this sincerely, we have met good people out on the trails, great Americans who are all about trying to help other Americans have right. a good time or help you out of some trouble. Right. And that's the beauty of being out there. And the more that kind of rapport that's developed, the better all of us are. And so that's one of our first things is to help other people to feel the courage or feel that pull or that tug to explore the outdoors. Right. Um, the second thing, what else can you do with, with all of this stuff that you got, right? All of this gear that we buy, how are the, how many other ways can we use it? You know, there's some disaster preparedness that's um, like you guys have at uh, True Prep. Yep. You know, what they got going on over there um, is really good to help people to understand um, disaster to prep preparedness, how to be prepared for events that go, when things go wrong. Right. You know, are you, can you prepare for a hurricane or earthquake or flooding um, in a real way that helps your family? And a lot of the gear that we purchase um, can be utilized. Absolutely. That. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot of camping gear that can be used multi-purposely. And in my work, I've just, you know, discovered a lot of people use their emergency kits and bags and all that stuff. For camping, they just, yeah, it's the same bag. It's you the know? same thing. Yeah. So you know that that really it extends the usefulness of of the camping gear. Yeah. yeah. So I guess to be more specific about your question, um, I think Nakota did a really good job of speaking to our goals, but how we plan to achieve them in 2019. Uh, one of the things that we're really focused on is doing some type of meetups. Yeah. Um, one day things for people who are kind of interested in getting out. You can come out for a day, go hiking, eat some good food and just see what the camp life is all about. And later in the fall doing a big camp out um, with a group to just bring a, a big group of people together in a really safe and encouraging atmosphere. Well, another thing people get afraid of is they don't know where to go. Right. They don't know what to do. And, and having someone, show them the way is really needed because a lot of people like, you know, we talked about before, but it's a lot of people there's, while there's a lot of really, really helpful people, there's a lot of people that don't want to help people that don't know anything. Right. You know, you got, everyone's gotta, gotta be helped if you want to grow the community. So, you know, that's a really important thing. If you want to, if you want more people in, you got to help people who know absolutely nothing because they're going to continue to know nothing unless you, unless someone helps, unless someone (laughs) someone helps them out. So, you know, the campouts are are really, you know, that that's a really good idea to kind of grow, you know, grow people. And, and that it's really cool. Yeah. And then um, one of the other things Nakota and I were interested in doing is, having some classes and seminars um, focused around maybe camp cooking, disaster preparedness, and not like, 
Yeah. Prepping. I, I, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you. Because that's a little extreme for yeah, us. I, I'm with but you. But to bring in people who do know. Who do know about and it. And understand all of those different things. Like, we are we don't consider ourselves to be expert cooks. Right. But we know people that are really good at outdoor cooking. You know, bring them in and have them talk. Or we know people that are really good at emergency preparedness. And it's like, hey, this is some quintessential stuff to have in your camp gear or to have in your house. Bring them out and let them talk to people and interact with them. Bushcraft. I mean, I still haven't done a bushcraft event. And yet and still, I think that it would be important to have that kind of relationship develop where people can meet and be like, oh, what is this bushcraft? And what is it that I can learn from it? And how can it help me to grow as an individual? Right. And and starting a fire is, uh, when you're talking about bushcraft, is not as easy. You know, it's, it's a tough thing if you don't have matches and a lighter. So it's those little things that you can learn from branching out to different segments right that can really help you you know in other situations so, so let me ask you this who do you think started the first fire was it man or woman don't answer that <laughs> <laughs> it was lightning <laughs> <laughs> well i really appreciate you guys coming out and um talking with us on our inaugural episode and, um, you know, we, we really hope that this becomes, a, I don't, we'll have trouble topping this episode, but you know, that's fine. You know, you got to start out, start out strong, right? Yeah. Right, start right, out right. strong. And then you can build. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Thank you for having us, Dave. So and we hope to come back one day. We, we hope to have you back. So where can we find you? Get, pl- plug away. Oh my gosh. Where can't you find us? Where can't you find? That's the, that's the important thing. <laughs> YouTube Staples and Tents. Our last name is Staples and we sleep in tents. So I-N-T-E-N-T-S. I heard there was also maybe a second meaning to that. Yes. <laughs> we are the staples and sometimes things can get, particularly in Dakota, really intense. We keep it intense. If you're going out with us, you should know that we're trying to give you a full experience. And, you know, we ask people every time we take them out, what would you rate this? You know, zero through one through ten. And we, we like to give people 10 experiences. Exactly. Yeah. So YouTube Staples Intense, Instagram Staples Intense, um, Facebook Staples Intense, and then our website, staplesintense.com. Yep. And you guys have gear and stickers and you know, all that stuff up there on the website? Yes. On our website, we have T-shirts, stickers, as well as the Gazelle Tents that um, we've partnered with them. Yeah. And... One of the things that we're trying to do with our website is to give more of an inside view into us as a couple. Um, right. Because, like I said, we we That's really do we really do um, attribute camping to saving our, our relationship. Yeah. Um, and we our first couple of blog entries we've went into to some of those details. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on, and we will. We'll have you back, and thanks for listening to the first, not the only, but the first, Tents and Tires podcast, and uh, you can follow us at Tents and Tires on Instagram, Exhibition Georgia on Instagram, and Exhibition Georgia on YouTube, and we will see you guys later. Thank you. Thanks for having us, bro.